Hi, uh, welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. Um, before we start, I just wanted to talk about something that happened last week. Um, so a friend of ours, Joe Lyons, who I've known since university and has been working at Capital, he suddenly um, passed away last week, which is just heartbreaking, really. Um, so I just felt that I should mention that before we started this week because it feels weird not to we did student radio together which is probably for a lot of us was the most formative thing that we ever did in our lives and I always remember the first time that Joe came into the office because he was just so so passionate and so enthusiastic I just wanted to say how how sad it is that Joe's gone because he was just such a nice guy (laughs) All right, I'm done. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Now for a gear change, I guess. <laughs> I do deal with anything by laughing at it. Is it just a British thing? Maybe. I think so. Oh, God, we can't talk about Northern Ireland again. I remember that time that we were so traumatised by that gay conversion man we met that we just laughed for a whole day. Yeah. An entire day, just Dan and I laughing. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Dan and I aren't feeling very serious right now because... (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know that Dan likes to think that he has coined all these really cool catchphrases. Like he thinks that he is responsible single-handedly for coming up with the word Gaijin. I mean, I didn't come up with it necessarily, but I, de- I definitely was involved in the in the spread of it. Right. And you are responsible for the word spath hitting the mainstream. I mean, we've all heard that word recently. <laughs> That's down to you using it pretty much every week since this podcast started. Thanks very much. Even Boris Johnson said it. £60 million I saw was being spaffed up the wall. Another one of yours is, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I can't take the credit for that, obviously. But you literally have taken the credit for that. I didn't invent that phrase, but you were accusing me of stealing it from someone on Love Island, which is a programme I've never seen. So there's no way that that was true. So whilst I did rope in someone from Birmingham to support me on that argument, that was more to point out that my use of it predates Love Island Man's use of it. Anyway, can I play that clip? Because I love it. So, Dan, I literally, for maybe eight, nine years, maybe even more than that, you've always said it is what it is. Why ask why? You are the epitome of it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. But you, you coined it, you owned it, you, you are responsible for spreading it around the West Midlands and, and beyond. The use of that phrase in the West Midlands is, is attributable to not just me, but me and a, a group of friends, yeah. Well, I was watching the incredible Jonathan Swan interview with Donald Trump on HBO. Right. And I don't know if you noticed, but about six minutes in, he's talking about coronavirus and how damaged the US is right now because of it. And his reply is... I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you ha- it is what it is. So I just wondered how you're feeling about the fact that your, <laughs> your catchphrase has gone worldwide. 
that phrase is so ingrained now in the culture that it's not really the culture. Why is the culture? I just don't think. No, it's just funny, isn't it? The culture is so ingrained in the cultures, guys. Like it's all over the cultures. You familiar with like filler filler phrases? Right. It's it's a phrase to just say when you don't want to answer something. So would you say that a person using that phrase on the regular is just avoiding any kind of um, responsibility? In this context, yeah. And, And in your context? Well, no. When I ask you stuff like, how's your long distance relationship? And you just say, it is what it is. Is that not the same context? No, because it's really boring for 99% of people. And like, I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? So. (laughs) Why is it not interesting? Why is your relationship not interesting, but mine is interesting? I've never actually said that it is interesting, have I? Wow. It is what it is. So you've just got it in my head now. So now it's just. just Yeah, but you're now quoting Donald Trump. Like, are you happy with that? Uh, That's not his phrase. You're You're quoting Trump. What, so it's like I... when your mum joined Facebook, you had to you had to get off Facebook for a bit because it was just embarrassing. Well, Trump has now joined the. Oh, really? Is that? Crew. Yeah, that's that's a real possibility. I better hope he doesn't start saying um, Gaijin. And did you see this thing? I cannot understand why this is not all over the internet. But he gave this bizarre press conference where he stormed off, and as he stormed off, YMCA starts playing over <laughs> over the PA. Right. Thank, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much. I don't know why YMCA is playing. <laughs> I just don't understand. That's got to be someone having a joke. Why? Press conferences firstly don't end with songs, let alone the sort of biggest pop camp anthem that there is. Why is the YMCA a gay song? Well, I didn't say that, but... No, but it is, though, isn't it? I mean, let's be real. That's kind of what you're insinuating, and it is gay. I don't know if I've ever actually watched it. I just remember it always coming on when I was a kid and people being like, oh, you got to dance to it because you're the gay one. I mean, I hate that song. If I ever hear that song, I, I recoil because I'm like, ugh. Unlike I'm Coming Out, which is clearly massively gay. And actually, did you know I'm Coming Out wasn't recorded as a gay anthem, by the way? Yeah, we've talked about this on, on the podcast. I, I thought it was I, I'm Coming Out. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I'm coming up. Um, (laughs) So, anyway, it always came on and everyone would make me dance to it. And if we were at church or whatever, like after when I was like 15, 16, it was like, oh, you're the gay one. So, this is your song. What churches have you been going to? I like YMCA. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like almost anything that makes someone else uncomfortable. Why does it make other people uncomfortable? Because people don't like it, do they? Because it is like ultra cheesy or whatever. Um, By whatever, do you mean gay? No, I don't actually necessarily mean that. No, I mean, because I didn't know that for a long time, for the first 15 years or whatever of listening to that tune. It's just a really cheesy pop song, isn't it? In addition to being whatever else. You've got literally two sets of people, people who absolutely love it and people who absolutely hate it. So you dance that with like your lad mates? I'm sure I would have done. Like, I've been to weddings, haven't I? I've, I've dropped it myself at weddings. Like, how can you not? <laughs> the idea of you dropping YMCA at a wedding is so funny. Why? What else, what else am I going to bloody drop? I'm not going to start sit there playing Lamb of God, am I? I mean, I'd take that over YMCA. Here's the <laughs> thing, though, because you're right. At, Lon- at Pride in London, I would have danced to it with you and it would have been hilarious. But I guess that's because I'm with my people. It's when straight people play it as a token of goodwill that I think annoys me. <laughs> where they're like oh i'll play this because there's a gay here here you go 
same with Dancing Queen, ABBA. It's like, oh, there's a gay person here. Let's get Dancing Queen on. It's sort of like saying, oh, I know gay people. Anyway, none of this explains why Donald Trump wanted to play the YMCA when he walked off stage. Well, I don't think he has. I don't think he necessarily had a say in it. I think whoever was running running the tech for that just pressed play on the YMCA for whatever reason. They must have been doing it as a joke. The YMCA has been added to the U.S. Library of Congress National Recording Registry um, because of how culturally significant it is. Thanks for that. Talking to gay clubs, Dan's mate got in touch with him recently to complain about a club in London, which I think is so funny um, that they came to you. Why is that funny? Well, you're not Jeremy Joseph, are you? <laughs> Who's Jeremy Joseph? He runs the biggest gay club in the UK. I don't well, know how you don't see that as funny. Anyway, his, his correspondence reads as follows. I'm just having a chat with my girlfriend who, excluding me, has spent most of her life going out with women. She's really angry about how she was treated during her youth at a gay club in London. She was tempted to contact them about the time she was rejected by them because she, and I quote, didn't look gay enough. It's something that annoys her even now. She wants to contact the club, but her cousin and I think it's genuinely fruitless. Is this something you and James could advise against or maybe even chat about? She feels genuinely discriminated against. And as a straight person, I'm trying to empathise, but equally, I don't really feel like I fully understand. Right, so this has happened. This has literally happened to me so many times. This feels like normal, so it's kind of surprising to me that... And it's valid, but it's surprising that your friend's girlfriend is so bothered by that and so upset by that 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 she's living with it even now because I've just considered it as normal, which is terrible, but I have. I've I've seen that happen so many times and just thought, oh yeah, that's normal. I think if I can, I'm not so, saying it's right, but I think I can see why this kind of thing happens. I'm a bit lost. So you're saying that you, you haven't been let into venues because you don't look gay enough? Oh no, I've definitely been allowed into venues because I look gay enough. I was going to say, <laughs> how gay have you got to be? <laughs> Have you got to be one of the village people? Way! But I've heard and seen people be asked that in front of me in the queue, behind right. me in the queue. I've had my sister ask that when trying to go into a gay club. I remember telling my sister when she first came to a club, you might have to kiss your girlfriend because otherwise they won't believe you're gay. And her and her friend laughed or whatever. But she'd be there with her boyfriend. So I'd say to him like, oh, so if anyone asks, like we're together and those two are together. Right, sure. I mean, you say that like that's fine. Well, no, it's not fine. But I'm not in in the list of things that bouncers do. It's just another thing to add to the list, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, I guess so. It, it's funny that it does happen in gay venues, but I think it's because they're trying to keep it majority gay. Yeah. So I've always forgiven it as just part of the course. Like I've always just thought, well, actually, it's probably a good thing. But it isn't. I mean, it obviously, isn't good if they're literally saying to someone you don't look gay enough, prove that you're gay and then forcing them to make out with a girl or make out with a with a boy. And I can see why that would be so hurtful if you're bisexual because they're erasing bisexuality on the door, aren't they? They're saying yeah. you don't look gay, you don't look lesbian, you don't look like a gay man. So they're kind of forgetting that bi people exist. And actually, why shouldn't a gay venue, a safe space for LGBTQ plus people, be inclusive to bisexual people and allow bisexual people in? as they would a gay person. Like, it is wrong to just look at someone and make an assumption, isn't it? Yeah. But I think it is, I think it is part of protecting that gay scene and keeping safe spaces for LGBT people safe. Unfortunately, that does mean, though, that you're erasing bisexual people, potentially trans people also. 
So it shouldn't happen, but I kind of get why it did or does happen. There's another problem as well that that has happened a lot, and um, this has been talked about quite a bit in London, where straight women of a certain age infiltrate gay venues and see it as like a big party and take pictures of gay men. They're like, oh, we're with the gays. Oh, it's so fabulous. Oh, my God. I mean, they're probably Karens, to be fair. And that's really wrong, too, because you're kind of trivializing our scene and making us like a tourism, like a tourist moment. And it's like hen party, bachelorette party culture that's just not okay, really. That is a genuine concern, I guess, if you're on the door. How many straight women are you letting in? How many straight men are you letting in? Because they need to make sure that it's still an LGBTQ plus venue. But really, if I'm honest, I don't think gay clubs or gay bars are that LGBTQ plus. I don't think they are a safe space for LGBTQ plus people. I think they're more about just gay men. I mean, that might just be the venues I'm going to, but mostly I don't often see gay women. There's probably an element of truth, but equally you're probably going to venues that are for gay men. Yeah, but there's definitely more of them than there are lesbian venues. The, the thing that jumps out about this to me is the fact that it's happened quite a long time ago, but yet she's still upset about it, which I remember getting sacked from a job and completely unfairly. Not only that, I was made to take my uniform off, which at the time, the actual time it was happening, I didn't think was that bad. But like ever since, I've been like, why did I let that happen? Like how degrading. Um, wow. There's absolutely no way that would happen to me now. I'd be lawyered up and straight back in there the next day. Lawyered you know I mean? up. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's the principle, isn't it? You don't feel the need to go back and like call them out for it now. Well, no, because it doesn't. Well, I, I do actually on one hand, but I haven't. The headline is living well is the best revenge. And I live very well. So I've he may have won that tiny battle, but like I've absolutely decimated him in the war. I now don't need to piss on him on the battlefield what on earth was all of that it's actually not something i'd really thought about until i read that message so i'm glad that she messaged i'm glad that your friend messaged us because actually now if i see that i can i can call it out and i can say to the bouncer ahead of the queue yo what if they're bisexual why do they have to prove they're gay i think i just said yo to sort of assimilate with you thanks <laughs> and make you more comfortable <laughs> sorry cheers mate thanks for listening to the podcast this week this has been a Thank gay you. a gay and a non-gay and uh last week we had a, uh to play us out we had a poem this week actually we're gonna get played out again oh um, wow really yeah 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 and i don't know if you've noticed this james but um i was listening to our theme tune the other day the uh gay and a non-gay theme by bright light bright light and um, I, I noticed it, it sounds remarkably similar to YMCA. And um, I mean, you know why that is? Because when he asked me what I wanted our theme to sound like, I actually said, could you make like a new version of YMCA? Did you? I hate it. But I thought I was like, what's the gayest thing I could possibly inflict upon you? So I went with the YMCA. <laughs> oh, this is backfired so badly. The, the lyrics to YMCA really do fit very nicely over the gay and non-gay theme. So to play us out this week, are you ready? Uh, not really. It's me, Dan Hudson. Why? One, to celebrate the Wait. inclusion of YMCA into uh, the uh, US Library of Congress National Recording Registry because of how significant it is culturally. But also um, because James Barr's gay. So here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Join in when you can. What? Young man. <laughs> there's no need to feel down. I say, young man. Pick yourself off the ground. I say, young man. 
Cause you're in a new town, there's no need to be unhappy, young man. There's a place you can go, I said, young man. When you're short on your dough, you can stay there. And I'm sure you will find many ways to have a good time. All right, here we go. YMCA. Someone hold my purse. Everybody in the building that I live in, bearing in mind it's half past six, so everybody is in. Yeah, they're like, what? Is someone coming out downstairs? Uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay. Visit gaynongay.com slash donate.